I just have a few things that I want to just tie up tonight. You know, I don't see you for a while. You know, I'm, I'm not going to see you for a while, so I want to tie up a few loose ends from where we left off this morning. And then we'll get into whatever flow else that God has for Oh, Sister Sandy, the Spirit of God said, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. You stuck it out, now it will begin to flow. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. See, he has the right to interrupt me anytime. <laughs> Hallelujah. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 10. We will read verse 35. Father, I'm so grateful and honored that I get to yield my voice to you tonight. And I thank you that you will have your way in this service as your servant has prayed. And we thank you that lives will be changed. Families will be restored and hope will arise in the hearts of the people. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. There's a couple that just moved from out of town to this church in recent time. Are you here tonight? A couple, you just moved from out of town in recent time. That's you guys again. Wow. Praise God. There's a package that angels have delivering. And it said, tell that couple, here's that package for them tonight. They moved from a far place to come to this place. Here's the package. So in the name of Jesus, whatever it is, Father, I release it by faith in your word. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for it. Amen. Oh, those who laughed at you <laughs> will turn around and call you for prayers and for counsel. So, soak in. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Where did I say go? Hebrews. Right? Hebrews 10.35. <laughs> it says, cast not away your Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. This morning, we were talking about expectation. God said to me, the reason I started the message was he said to me that expectation is low. Not just in Nigeria, but in the body of Christ as a whole. Yes. So he said, when you started teaching or preaching this message, don't limit it to just Nigeria. And Lord, I've been faithful to just preach it. Because I have other things I can preach on. You know, I like to teach and preach on dominion. Uh, but I've been faithful to stay with what he told me, and we're seeing results in many places. Amen. I told you this morning that heaven has expectation for you. But until your own expectation matches the expectation that heaven has for you, you will leave disappointed. And remember, we talked about that the Christian life is a life that has been prepared. Yeah. It's been set for you. Yeah. All it calls for is for your faith. Amen. What is your faith? Your agreement. Yes. Amen. And when you agree, you expect. Yes. Amen. So we said a few things that I don't want to, you know, go back and revisit. If you weren't here, get the, uh, watch it later or, or listen to it. Amen. I, I want to just give you a few keys to your expectation. Keys 
to your expectation. It will cover some of the things we've talked about this morning, but at least it will give me the opportunity to share with you the things I didn't share this morning. Yes. Amen. Amen. So number one key to your expectation is knowing who you are. Because every package that God designed for you is designed for the you he made. Not the you you think you are, but the you he made. And who is that you he made? The you in Christ. That's why he's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Okay? So you got to know who you are. Don't know yourself after the flesh. 2 Corinthians 5, I believe it's 16 or so, it says, Know no man after the flesh, including yourself. In other words, don't judge the outcome of your life based on your natural condition. Amen. Amen. Always look to who God has made you because the you that God has made is a complete you. Totally complete. Boy, will that help you in your marriage. Because you have two completed people in marriage, no one trying to uh, pull one, you know. I tell young people, don't look for somebody that will complete you. Well, I just need them to complete me. I married them and uh-uh, uh-uh. Bible says you are complete in Christ. It is rough to marry somebody who's not complete. Because they will look to you. And you can't make any man complete. You can't make any woman complete. Hallelujah. <laughs> so know that you are complete in Christ. That drives away every uh, 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 low self-esteem, yes. inferiority complex, yes. knowing that you are complete in Christ. And then you see yourself that way. We have a message called the me I see is the me in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So know yourself after that because the blessing is designed for the you that's in Christ. But if you don't know the you that's in Christ, you will struggle just like everybody else. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. And part of knowing the you in Christ is knowing that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. He made you right. Right, righteousness puts you in several standings. Before God, you are accepted. Before devils and demons, you operate as a master. That's why the, the devil doesn't want you to know who you are. Because when you discover who you are, your down days are over. Because you're not up based on who you are in the flesh. You're up because you've been made to sit in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He made us sit there. You didn't walk your way up there. He made you sit. Amen. Glory to God. When you understand that you are the righteousness of God, you understand that the same life that's in God is in you. The same faith that's in God, that is in you. So you can walk like God, you can talk like God, you can act like God. Amen. Amen. Can you imagine what that will do to your expectation? Glory to God. Amen. Why is it important to know that you are the righteousness of God? Because if you don't, then you will operate in sin consciousness. Sin consciousness weakens your expectation. But righteousness makes you bold. Hallelujah. The righteous is bold as lion. 
Righteousness makes you bold. So you can walk unintimidated. No matter what you see. Amen. Amen. And God deals with you based on the fact that you are his righteousness. So, when you approach a situation, you're expecting, oh God, I'm expecting you to do something, you will hear nothing. It's happened to me before. <laughs> I'm expecting God have your way. He says, Sonny, if you don't move, I'm not moving. I said, but you're God. He said, but you're in charge. You see, righteousness restored you as a master on the earth. What you decide goes. You are to reign under heaven, under God. Amen. Submitted to God. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. So that's, let, let's just move on because if we stay on this one, we'll be a while. <laughs> How about another key? Knowing what belongs to you. Knowing what belongs to you. We were sharing this morning that the Bible, the word of God is the warehouse of the new creation. Everything that God created for you, he stored it up in the word for you. The word is the recording of all that belongs to you and also the power that made it so. So when you tap into what belongs to you, you tap into the same power at the same time. Amen. But how do you tap into that power? By revelation. And when the word is revealed to you, it goes from logos to rhema. Becomes a spoken word to you. And no word from God is void of power of fulfillment. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So when you know what belongs to you, you acknowledge it. Talk about it. I'm a new creation. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only. Yes. Amen. Everything I put my hands to prospers. Why? That is your portion. It's your inheritance. Yes. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay. Because the word reveals to you what belongs to you, it matters how you treat the word. You are to respond to the word quickly. You are, to do re you are to respond to the word quickly. Yes. Because the word carries your revelation. You remember we were talking about it this morning. Yes. So when you get revelation, you respond quickly. You act right away. Yes. And every revelation is a template for another. So what do you do to keep having revelation, which will produce your expectation? You keep acting. Yes. Keep acting. Yes. Keep acting. Yes. Keep acting. In thy light, we see light. Yes. The more you act, in the light, the more light you will see. If you get tired of acting, you will lose your expectation. Amen. So it matters. And we told you this morning that the word presents you as a trophy. So if you take that word out, you go right back into competition. Unnecessary competition. Unnecessary competition. Why? Because your salvation, your deliverance, your redemption is a finished work. That's why it's calling for faith. Faith is to lay hold of what has been made available. Faith is not for battle. Faith is for acquisition. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
And you've got the acquisition form called the word of the living God. You just fill it out according to what you desire. Amen. Glory to God. Another key to your expectation is understanding covenant. Why is it important to understand covenant? Because covenant is what backs everything that God did. Amen. It is the revelation of his purpose. It is also what gives you the opportunity to hold God. It gives you a hold on God. Covenant gives you a hold on God. I mean, the God Almighty gave you the opportunity to have a hold on him. That's what covenant does. It allows you to have a hold on God. Remember, it said to us in Hebrews 6 that with two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we who have believed or trusted him can have comfort. I'm paraphrasing it. Can be comforted. You remember, you see, covenant is to help our doubt. Covenant is to help you clear doubt. God is so wonderful, he understands the way we are as human beings. Between two people, if you have something going and you draw up a legal document, once two people sign it, everybody relaxes. Have you ever tried to buy something big and they say, did you sign the contract? Did you put it on the contract? They say, yes. Whoosh. Yeah. So once those legal documents are signed, no more uncertainty. And God being willing to come down to our level. He didn't have to swear an oath. He already gave gave us his word. But he backed it up with an oath. Because that was the practice of man. It helps us. What will it do? To get you to trust him. To get you to trust God. So you can relax. Covenant removes every uncertainty. So you can expect. Amen. If you keep reading it, say, and this hope we have as an anchor to our soul. Oh, That's just... It's, it's, too, it's too detailed. You're taught well here, so I'm just... Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So when you see God say, my covenant, he said that to get you to believe him, to trust him. So you won't have to waver. So you won't have to wonder. Even when things look contrary, you remind yourself, he made a covenant. This is a covenant-backed promise. Amen. Glory to God. God longs for our faith. That's why he gave us the covenant. Amen. He longs for our faith, but unbelief keeps him out. Unbelief just pushes him out. So with covenant, your faith rises and you can expect more. Amen. Glory to God. This morning, then we talked about staying in your there. How many, how many remember that? Hey, look, you're in your there tonight. Every believer has a there. 
And therefore, every believer is the local church. And we told you that the local church is the maternity center of your expectation. You want to have a nice, well taken care of expectation. You want to give birth to a nice expectation. Be in your there. Amen. Be in, be in the place that God called you. Because the voices he set up that place is designed to minister revelation to you. To bring revelation to you. And if you can have revelation, you will give birth to expectation. Amen. Part of staying in your there is also staying in the plan of God. Because being outside of the plan of God and expecting is a waste of time. Because you must not be expecting it from God. Because if you're expecting it from God, you have to do it the way he designed it. Okay? But discovering the plan of God, being in the local church is very vital. Because you see, I mean, it's easier to discover what you are to do when you are where you're supposed to be. Right? Easier. I don't know what God wants me to do. Well, find out where you're supposed to be. Because when you find out where you're supposed to be, then the assignment becomes clear. Amen. Amen. That's why so many people struggle. They, they ill esteem the local church and then they wonder why things are not working. And they wonder why they're not able to discern the plan of God. You need to be where you are called and set to be. Then what you are called to do will begin to make sense. Amen. Praise God. Then we talked about meditating on the word of God. Remember we talked about it this morning, attending, attending. And we, how many of you remember the scripture? My God, my God. I tried to lay down. My God, my God. We talked about how you meditate on the scripture so that the revelation will come. We talked about going slowly. Slowly, because you have come to the understanding that that word is everything you need. So you focus on it. You give it your whole attention and it will come. Amen. Praise God. Okay. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Another key is that you have to learn to confess your expectation. Instead of confessing your frustration. <laughs> Confess your expectation. Confess your expectation. Somebody in here is so fearful. You've been afraid to move further because of that bad investment. Are you here? Bad investment. It's tied you up. I hear the Spirit of God saying it's time to move out of it. He's been trying to move you out of it, but each time you think about it, you start, just all of a sudden, you can feel the tangibility of the fear. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command that fear to go from you from now, never to return. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Glory to God. So learn to confess your expectation Amen. instead of confessing your frustration. Well, I don't know what is it. Is that what you're expecting? No. Don't confess what you're expecting. 
I like the Bible. It's very simple. <laughs> Amen. It's very simple. Remember, we said this morning in life, you will only see what you're expecting. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Remember the woman with the issue of blood? She suffered for 12 years. She was sent home to die. But she heard. She heard. And what she heard, she believed. It created an expectation within her. And she kept saying, and she kept saying, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. If I may but touch. She kept saying, and she kept saying, and her saying motivated her to act. And she decided to go for what she's been confessing. Which takes us to the other point that your expectation has to have a press to it. Don't just sit back and say, I'm expecting. Press into it. Press into it. There is something called violent faith. Press into it. Expectation will not just fall on your laps. You have to press right through it. The woman with the issue of blood, she, she was expected and confessed. And then she got there, the whole place was crowded. And she had one decision to make. Do I press forward or do I throw away my expectation? She pressed through the crowd. She pressed through the crowd. Are you willing to press through? You know, the devil is not going to fold his hands and say, oh, I guess they expect him, so he's just going to come. No, he's going to do everything he can to discourage you. But you're wiser than him. Amen. So you just press through the smoke. Press through the noise. Press through the discouragement. Why? Because he's faithful who has promised. Amen. Glory to God. How about something else? Stay aglow. Stay aglow. I mean, when you fly a plane, how do you know a wrong way? It's lit up. It's lit up. I've read in Nigeria of some flights that were turned back to another location because the wrong way lights were not working. When you're full of the word of God and you're full of the spirit, it lights you up, making you visible to your expectations. Making you visible to your, remember the Bible said that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro, looking, looking. So when you are aglow, when you have a zeal about you, remember the Bible said, be a zeal, you, you know, uh, um, let me quote it so I don't miss. Uh, Romans 12, in verse 11. What brought me to this is that you're not just confessing. Your confession has to be potent. Yes, yes. What makes your confession potent is the level of fire in you. Amen. The level of fullness you have. Yes. I tell people, if, I mean, if you're going to give me coffee, give me coffee. <laughs> don't, don't give me troubled water. Just give me coffee. <laughs> Are you, are you here? So don't just confess. Yeah. 
Make sure your confession is potent. What makes your confession potent? When it's filled with the word. When you're full of the word and full of the spirit. You see, the word of God will light you up, but the spirit will keep you burning. That's what the scripture says, you know, stay, be, uh, 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 never lag in zeal. In Amplified Bible of Romans 12, be aglow and burning with the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Can somebody look at you and tell that you are expecting? Somebody ought to know. Because there's excitement about you. If you know that it's going to happen, you'll be excited. If you don't have a thrill, then you're not a glow. Amen. Amen. How about responding to the Spirit? Remember, the Holy Spirit is the one. I'm just, I'm hitting highlights. Each one of these keys we can spend two hours on. But this one, responding to the Spirit, is very vital. Because he's the one who guides you into what's provided for. You remember 1 Corinthians 2, 9, we read this morning. God has revealed to us all these things he's prepared for us by his Spirit. Oh, back pain, where are you? Somebody with back pain. Where are you? Stand to your feet very quickly. Back pain, back pain. If you have back pain, stand. Praise God. Back pain, pop, pop, pop. Back pain. In the name of Jesus. In the name, in the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus. 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 Your glucose is being addressed too. In the name of Jesus. In the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Be thou made whole. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Yeah, something wrong with the productivity of your pancreas. They're adjusting it right now. Adjusting it, adjusting it. It pays to be in your there. They're adjusting it right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. So learn to respond to the Spirit. Responding to the Spirit, responding to the Spirit is your key. Well, somebody said, well, how do I respond to the Spirit? Well, whatever he tells you to do, do. <laughs> how about start with responding to the Word? Remember Jesus said, the Word that I say unto you, they are Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is going to guide you according to that Word. It's the same voice that is in the Word that is going to be guiding you. Same voice. There's no two Holy Spirit. It's the same word. So if you have difficulty responding to the word, you will have difficulty recognizing the voice and the leadings of the spirit. Amen. So learn to respond to the spirit. Somebody say, yeah, the reason why, you know, they give you all kinds of story, you know. No, just respond to the leading. Amen. Do you know that if you fail to respond to the last thing he told you, you will get no further instruction. Because I've seen people, they disregard the last instruction and they're looking for direction. So go back to what he told you last. Go back to what he told you last. That's 
responding to the Spirit. Yes. What did he tell you to do last? Yes. Go back there. Go back there. Go back there. Ah, but it's, it's, a lot has happened since, since then. God hasn't changed. Oh, man, I can, if, if we had time, I would, I would have just told you some stories of how I try to, try, try to get God to change his mind. <laughs> you know, I thought, you know, time has passed. He probably didn't mean anymore what he meant that time. <laughs> he referred me to Malachi. He said, I am the Lord and I change not. I said, yes, sir. So go back to what he told you to do last time. Somebody in here is dealing with heartbreak. Open up to God and have a minister to you. I don't want to point you out. I don't want to embarrass you. Open up to God. He wants to minister to you tonight. Open up to him. He wants to minister to you tonight. And it'll be like, just, just get it completely out. Amen. All right. What's another key? Praise God. Is this uh, Canada time? Yeah? <laughs> Hallelujah. That's how you cross over. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. Something else, another key you need to know about your expectation is maintain a company of expectance. Find yourself some Elizabeths. Remember when Jesus went over, when, when Mary went over to Elizabeth, her baby, her expectations started kicking. Yeah. Be around some people that will fan the flame of your expectation. Don't hang around people that will feel sorry for you. They will kill your expectation. I've seen too many people die. Because they surround themselves with people that feel sorry for them. Oh, you go, oh, oh. Get away from them and get away fast. If you want your expectation to come through. Surround yourself with people that are full of expectation. People that won't feel sorry for you. People that be like, come on, girl. Come on, get with it. People that will say, hey, man, come on now. Come on, it's been, come on, come on. And don't you get offended at them. <laughs> Amen. You want your expectation to come through? Surround yourself with people that are expecting. Why? Because the devil is very busy walking through people trying to find who he will discourage. <laughs> Hallelujah. So surround yourself. You see, your highest fellowship 
should be with those that fan the flame of your expectation. I mean, is it hard to figure out? If you hang around some people and after you've hang around them, you're like, oh. <laughs> that's, your, that's your clue. <laughs> Amen. But if you hang around some people and after you're done, you're uncomfortable with being broke, you're uncomfortable with staying sick, you're uncomfortable with not showing up to church services, call them up. Take them out to lunch. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Ah, uh, well, let's move on. <laughs> How about guarding your expectation? Okay, that's part of it. But another way you guard your expectation is guarding your thoughts. The most vulnerable place in your life when you're expecting is your mind. I mean, the devil's not going to show up in a red pajamas and a big truck and say, I'm here to destroy your expectation. <laughs> if he did that, you would recognize him. You'd be like, get out of here, dude. <laughs> but it doesn't come that way. How does it come? Thoughts. Thoughts. Con contrary thoughts. Contrary thoughts. It will run the numbers for you, give you the analysis, and if you happen to turn on the news, they will validate it. It will just run all those. It give you thoughts. Why? To discourage you. But you have to remind yourself that your expectation is not based on anything natural. It's based on the word. <laughs> Amen. It's based on the word. So you don't entertain the thought. If you believe the devil, before you know it, he will make you think that one plus one is no longer two. Why? Because he will make your mind unsound. Are you listening? Just go, oh, no. Not here, no, <laughs> no, not my mind. Remember in 2 Corinthians 10 in verse 5, it said that the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What strongholds, where are they? In between your ears. Pull it down, pull it down. Why? Because it will affect your expectation. Amen. Did I ever t tell you that story? I remember years ago when I was learning this. I was in college. I was learning about prosperity. <laughs> so we had forms given because you're going to have to qualify for some assistance, financial assistance. So if you make within a certain amount, you qualify. The key is just don't make a lot of money. Be broke, <laughs> be poor, and then you qualify. So I'm getting this knowledge about prosperity. So I decided I'm not going to apply for that anymore. They say, in my mind, I'm, I'm, the way I'm remembering it, they say, basically they're saying, if you're rich, stand here. If you're poor, stand over here. So I stood on the side of the rich. And my people, you know, my fellow students were like, come on, Ike, we know you. You're broke. What are you doing? 
<laughs> Don't act like you're no longer one of us. I said, no, I'm no longer one of you. They laughed at me. I looked foolish. But I stood. I said, no, I found out that Jesus became poor so that me, through his poverty, might be rich. I'm no longer there. You know, by that simple demonstration, I never went back there. And all of a sudden, I started opening myself up to thoughts of rich people. And I started running into rich people. I'm like, man, God, you're just sending them my way. He said, no, they've always been around you. It's just your thinking that shielded you from them. See why you have to guard your expectation by guarding the thoughts that come to your head. Amen. Watch what you entertain. Amen. Amen. All right, man, I know you got to get to work in the morning. <laughs> but the other, I've got this other one. Another key is one of my favorites. It's one of my favorites. It's one of my are you interested? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Is your mom here? I have something for you. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. Whatever you, it is you told me to deliver, I deliver now. In Jesus' name. Thank you for it. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So the other key is praising God. Praising God. Are you ready? Because not only am I going to tell you this, we're going to actually practice it. As the key for the glory and the miracles and the signs and the wonders. Praising God. What has praising God got to do with your expectation? Praising God allows you the privilege of seeing your expectation before it makes a landfall. Why? Because, you see, Bible said that God inhabits the praises of his people. Okay? And then seeing God in your praise is seeing everything you need because he is your everything. Hmm? Praise means you're sure. Praise means you are certain. Okay? Therefore, praise is not a feeling. You agree? So if praise means you're sure, it means it's not a feeling. Praise simply is a knowing. You praise because of what you know. You don't praise because of what you feel. You don't praise because of what you're surrounded with. You praise because of what you know. And when you praise because of what you know, whoo, all the assistants, they're all activated. 
Praise is one way to stuff the devil's mouth with his junk. Remember in Psalm 8, it says that he is ordained praise to silence the avenger. Glory to God. You see, you see yourself stuffing the devil's mouth with his own sickness, with his own poverty, just by praising. Somebody said, what are you doing? I'm stuffing his mouth again. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Praise slams the door on doubt. You want to slam the door on doubt? Glory to God. You slam that door, that doubt is shut up. If you don't do it, it'll keep talking. So your praise shuts the door on doubt. Your praise keeps your attention on God. Making it easier for you to keep believing. Because wherever your attention is, that's what's flowing into your life. Like mom has taught us. Pastor Nancy has taught us. So praise maintains your attention on God. Making it easier for you to keep believing. Okay? And faith will grow weak without your attention on God. So if you keep your attention on God, that means your faith will grow strong. Amen. And so would your grip. On your expectation. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 This is Holy Ghost meeting, right? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Do y'all laugh at all? <laughs> you look so serious. <laughs> huh? It's okay. <laughs> and I, oh no, don't make me laugh. Make you laugh, just laugh. Yeah. Laugh is a sound of victory. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Glory, hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, praise God. Praise takes you out of battles and puts you into acquisition. Remember King Jehoshaphat. He was attacked by, by the three enemy armies and he sought the Lord and God gave him the direction. The word came. This battle is not yours but the Lord. So he rose up. And God told him to put the praise and worship team in the front. 
And as they began to say, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. The Bible said, when they began to sing, when they began to sing, when they, I mean, you may have praise and worship in the front, but if they ain't singing, nothing is happening. So when they began to sing, the Bible said the Lord set ambushments. So instead of fighting, their praise opened them up to acquisition. It took them three days to gather the spoil, gold, silver, all of those things. Add praise to your expectation. It will put you in gathering mode. Instead of hustling, huh? you gather. Amen. You just begin to gather. Praise changes your position when you're facing circumstances. It flips your position. You remember Paul and Silas? They were locked up. And the Bible said they prayed and they sang praises. Yes. They went from being locked up with their hands fastened, their feet fastened, to coming back on top. The guy, the jailer who locked them up, who had the charge to oversee them, came wanting to kill himself. He said, no, 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 we're still here. And he, and he became their servant. What must I do to be saved? Praise turns the table. Hallelujah. Praise turns the table. Praise turns the table. Hallelujah. Stay seated. Father, I thank you. You correct that right now. In the name of Jesus. I thank you for it. I thank you for it. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I don't even know what it is. <laughs> but he does. I do. Uh, oh, you do. Thank you. <laughs> 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 Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Get to praising. Yes, yes. Praise God.